0: It's War Week at Revival Tabernacle. Thank you for joining us as we lead youth from all over the country in a week-long experience of missions and service. Highland Park in Detroit, Michigan, are being blessed right now by the work of our youth with their hearts and their hands. Every morning and evening, our pastors and guest speakers are challenging them with the Word of God, inviting them to take steps towards spiritual growth and to put faith into action. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, come on. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you came all the way a long way to give God your best praise, jump up on your feet and give him the baddest shout you can right now. Come on. If you know your God saves, if you know your God heals, give him one more more shout tonight if you know he's worthy. Hallelujah. We honor the Lord tonight and thank him for his spirit and His power, and certainly we honor uh, Pastor Devin tonight in His absence. And I talked to him today, and, and uh, I'm just blessed to be here sharing with you, Amen. In this War Week uh, kickoff tonight, Amen. Look at somebody, lay your hand on their shoulder, and say, "We're gonna kick this thing off right tonight." How many game changers do I have in the room tonight? You really believe you're a game changer? God has anointed you to be a game changer. If you you believe you've been put on this earth for a purpose, I just need to see your hand tonight. I need to see you. Amen. All right. Now, look at somebody next to you and tell them you sit next to a game changer. Amen. Amen. Listen. Listen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. And I want everybody here to just stretch across the aisles. Stretch across the aisles. Stretch across the aisles. Take somebody by the hand on your right and on your left. When I was asked to come here, I immediately went into prayer because I know that I'm going to be speaking to some people tonight who are going to change the entire climate of your whole family. I'm talking to some people tonight that are dreamers. Talking to people that have young people that have purpose and destiny on your life. And I don't know what the enemy has ever tried to conjure up to make you feel like your life is not purposeful or in a real sense you don't measure up. When the enemy knows you're gifted he'll do everything he can to stop you from being what God has destined for you to be. But I came on the first night of war week to tell the devil he's a liar. And everything that God purposed on your life to come to pass, and I don't care how young you are, and I don't care how old you are, and I don't even care what challenges you've been up against in your life, you are not an accident. Everything in your life has purpose, and this, and listen, Nothing you have ever gone through in your life is going to be wasted. God's going to use it to strengthen people that are connected to you. People that you don't even know that you're going to change. People that you don't even know your testimony is going to witness to. So your sister or your brother whose hand you're holding that you might have rolled here with from out of state or wherever, they don't even know this, but they're connected to a survivor. They're connected to somebody that refused to quit, that refused to give up. So listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to squeeze their hand so that whatever they're going through, they'll know the worst is behind them, but the best is in front of them. I want you to squeeze their hand one more time so they'll know the weapons in their life may have formed against them, but since they made it here tonight, it means it didn't prosper. And finally, I want you to tug on them a little bit. Just yank a little bit. Let them know this is what a miracle feels like. Let them know they're, they're connected to somebody that could have lost their mind and could have lost their joy and, and could have gave up on life. But if God could do that for you, he can do that for them. So listen, before I preach tonight, before I preach, I want to put something into practice. I want to change this whole atmosphere tonight. I don't want you to pray for you. I want you to pray for the person on each side of you. Right now, one, two, three, go. Come on, open your mouth, open your mouth and pray for them. Come on, fill this room with the noise of prayer. We're gonna change this atmosphere tonight. The atmosphere of expectancy is the greeting ground for miracles. Come on, pray for your sister, pray for your brother. They came all the way to War Week and they cannot afford to go home the same. They cannot afford to go home like they came. They cannot afford to come all of this way and not have their needs met. Even if it's not in this session, whatever session it is, whatever round table, whatever circle, whatever whatever prayer group, whatever happens this week, whatever happens in the next few days is gonna happen to change their life forever. God, don't let my sister go home and be the same. Don't let my brother go home and be the same. The hand that I now hold is too crucial to the world. The hand that I now hold is purpose with destiny on their life. Father, the hand that I now hold is is a hand of destiny, is a hand of truth. And God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would bless my sister. I ask that you would bless my brother right now. In the name of Jesus, break every yoke, loose every chain in their life. I speak to their C esteem right now God I speak to their broken spirit right now Father in the name of Jesus I thank you even right now that demons are coming off of their lifestyle I I, I thank you right now that even if they've contemplated suicide at some point in their life the back of suicide is being broken right now you are giving us options thank you that he that the son sets free is free indeed and we thank you for your son Jesus Christ he died on the cross for our sins and by his shed blood we have a new opportunity we got a new lease on life we got new mercy we got new faith and so God is even now as I pray this prayer yokes are being destroyed off of my sister's family uh yokes are being destroyed off of my brother's family even now in the name of Jesus come on lift that prayer up with your voice come on come on for 30 more seconds lift that prayer up with your voice Come on, let that devil in hell know he can't have your sister. He can't have your brother. This week, this is war week. And the kingdom suffers violence, and the violent are going to take it by force. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so. Now, God, let your word speak. Let it speak with clarity. Let it speak with conviction. But yet, let it speak with compassion. In the name of Jesus, it is so. Amen. Hug somebody before you sit down and tell them it's going to be a good week for you. Come on, tell them it's going to be a good week for you. Amen. 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 I want you to join me in the book of 2 Chronicles. It's in the Old Testament. Tonight, I want to talk about breaking generational curses off of your life. I want to talk about breaking generational curses off of your life? I don't, I don't know who who this is for, uh, but the Holy Spirit has it pinpointed for you, and, and uh, I want to show you. I want to take a character in the Bible. And I want to prove to you that no matter what challenges are in the generations before you, you have the power to take authority over the season and the generation that you are in right now. And things will be different as a result of your perspective, your hope, your trust in God. Just just lay your hand on yourself tonight and say, I'm a game changer. Come on, I need to hear you tonight. I'm a charismatic preacher. So that means you got to talk back to me tonight. Hey, everybody, lay your hand on yourself and say, I'm a game changer. All right, look at 2nd Chronicles chapter 29, verse number 25. And he stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, with string instruments, with harps. That's how I knew I was in the right place when I walked in tonight. According to the commandment of David, of Gad the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet. And thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David, and the priests with the trumpets, Then Hezekiah commanded them to offer burnt offerings on the altar. And when the burnt offerings began, the song of the Lord also began with the trumpets and with the instruments of David, the king of Israel. So all the assembly worshiped, the singers sang, the trumpeters sounded, and all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And when they had finished, the king and all who were present with him bowed down and worship tonight I I wanted to just talk about this because I think that one of the most difficult places to be for any of us to be in our lives is to be in the place of in between I'm talking about that place where your where your past has put you out but your future hasn't quite let you in I don't know if you've ever been in between jobs in between relationships in between schools in between uh, decisions that you have to make uh, but the place in between always reveals an inevitable reality that if your life doesn't have purpose God would have never delivered you out of what he allowed you to come through it's the place where the light comes on for all of us uh, because we begin to realize that we can't repeat what's already been done because the call on our lives would not allow us to operate as mere carbon copies of other individuals, but God wants us to be originals. He wants us to be distinct. How many of you know that God wants you to be peculiar? Come on, I need I need to talk to some originals now here tonight. I, I mean, you know, you got your own style, you got your own swag, you got your own substance, and you don't mind being the first one to do what God has called you to do. Hey, am I talking to anybody beside me? I I, I don't want to live my whole life and be a copycat. I want to be a trailblazer. Can I talk to some? Do I got some trail? I need to hear you tonight. Do I have trailblazers in the house? But when you are a trailblazer, that means you've been created uh, with an authentic uh, purpose. You're authentic uh, by design. And and my personal testimony tonight is that I wouldn't change a thing about my story because I'm I'm a living testimony that even though uh, I might be peculiar and I might be different and I might not fit in, uh, I I serve a God that can use my life the way he does ordain my life to be to turn things around not only for me but for people who are connected to me don't you know that you are the most intrinsic person in your family because god has given you influence You are influential. If you haven't heard anybody else tell you, you need to hear me tell you tonight, you are game changer. You are influential. And you don't have to wait to watch to see what other people are going to do and do what's already been done. But God has purposed you and anointed you and created you to be your own brand. That's a good place to shout right there. Amen. Just shout that out with me. I'm my own brand. No, y'all ain't saying it like you believe it. You got to say it like you believe it. You got to shout, I'm my own brand. That means you don't have to be like anybody else you can be and celebrate the originality. And I'm preaching to somebody tonight because you got a testimony of survival on your life. And the only reason you are here right now is because God saved you from some stuff. You know that God saved you from some stuff you should have died in. And now you're poised. Now you are positioned. Now you're a posture to tell the devil that after all you have been through, you are present. You are proactive. You are ready. You are you, you are game changer. You and I, I was watching some of y'all worship tonight and I just got so excited. I said, God, I'm in a room full of game changers tonight. He said, Yes, David, you're in a room full of game changers. He said, I said, God, what do you want them to want me to tell them? Tell them. He said, tell them that what the enemy didn't realize was that every setback in their life, every hang up in their life, every letdown in their life came with revelatory application and testimonial possibility. That's too deep, Pastor J. Break that down. That means that everything in your life gave you a reason to shout now let me tell you something let me tell you something whatever you're gonna have in life you gotta know you gotta release it with your mouth Nothing happens in the earth before you release it with your mouth. you got to speak things into existence. And the scripture says it, and it's backing me up tonight. It says that if you declare a thing, God will establish it. How do you know? I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about because the Bible says in Amos chapter 3, surely the Lord does nothing in the earth unless he reveals his secrets to the servants, his prophets. And the secret tonight that God told me to share with you is that you are an original You are a game changer and you don't have to be like anybody else. As I was praying and asking God, God, what's my assignment? God said, I tell you what your assignment is. When you get to war week, you tell them that there is getting ready to be a release. I said, A release. God what what kind of release do you want me to he said tell them this is not going to be any kind of release it's not going to just be be a release of relief this is going to be a release that's not just going to bring them out of their past but this is going to be a a release that's going to reestablish the authority that I intended to have in their families and in generations before them the only people who refuse to respond are people who are suffering through the severe of low expectation, but for people who have sacrificed and those of us who have endured and we've gone through some things and we still got smiles on our faces and everything is not the way we want them to be, but we can say, thank God it's not what it could be. We can stand up and declare the works of the Lord. You don't mind seeing folks praise God in advance. That's why I got so excited when I walked in here tonight because I heard all of the praises going forth because you don't know what's about to, happen it's getting ready to be the greatest explosion you have ever seen in your life we have entered a season of God re-establishing his covenant with his people he's now calling us back to him that's what this week is all about God told me this is a generation that realizes they can't get something for nothing the next release is not a naming and claiming. It's not a grab it and have it. It's not a call it and haul it. The next release that's coming, somebody's going to finally get it, that there are some things we can't just praise our way to, but we got to obey our way to. Do you know that obedience is one of the most important things that you can ever... It's one of the most important disciplines that you can ever discover in your life. If you can ever discover how to be obedient, and God gives us parents for good practice. He gives us parents for good practice because the real issue is that if we can bring our lives into the order of obedience, God blesses order. Can I tell you something? God... Matter of fact, everybody said with me. God... Come on, I need you to talk to me. Blesses, Blesses. Order. order. Now, here's what we like. We like favor. I don't know nobody in here tonight that doesn't want God's favor. Anybody in here tonight don't want God's favor? All right, let me make sure I'm on one accord. Everybody here that wants God to favor them. Now, when we start talking about God's favor, I want you to consider that everything you won't need or desire is in God's supply and you're in demand. Okay. All right. I just said something. I said everything you want or need or desire is in God's supply and you're in demand. So having God's favor means that God never runs out of supply. All right. So I don't care if you need peace of mind, joy in your spirit, money in your pocket. I don't don't know if you need companionship, if you need a friend, if you need affirmation. I don't know what it is you need, but whatever it is, God has the supply. So is there anybody here that wants God's favor? All right. All right. So, so, so the people that really believe you're God's favorite, act like it for 10 seconds. No, no, no. You really believe you're God's favorite. I want you to act like you're God's favorite for 10 seconds. Act like God's, you're you're God's favorite. Now, you see how we act when we think we're God's favorite? And if God was to, was to bless you with the million dollars you've been waiting on right now, you'd be jumping harder than that, right? Right? Okay. But watch this. We, we shout over God's favor, but we don't shout over God's order. What we got to realize is that favor has an order. And in order to get the release, in order to get the breakthrough, you got to be in order. Now, you know, for somebody listening to me tonight, God has made you the access in your family. Um, what does that mean? That means you're the only one stable while everything else is spinning around. The axis is, is the point uh, in which something resolves, okay? Uh, I'm trying to tell you that God is getting ready to use you to prove to the devil that what he's done for your, to your family for generations is getting ready to come to an end with your generation. I don't know. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. You're in the right church with the right word, with the right preacher tonight, because God's getting ready to bring some things to an end, and it's going to stop in your generation. Just just, just tell somebody that on their shoulder, tell them you're in the right place tonight because things are about to get better. Matter of fact, if you lift your hands and receive it, I'll declare it over you tonight that things are about to get better in your life. And the scripture says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So I'm preaching to somebody in here and, and maybe you've inherited some cords of disobedience, some areas that you've struggled uh, to bring into subjection your whole life because you you didn't have the example that was so critical to your ev- development. Maybe maybe somebody here is struggling financially uh, because nobody showed you how to balance a checkbook. Or maybe you're emotionally scarred from things you saw in your childhood that you never should have been exposed to. Or maybe you're psychologically wounded because you, know, you encountered things that you were never trained to handle. Maybe you're fighting giants that your parents should have killed and they didn't kill it and so now you've got to deal with it. Maybe you're addicted to something that nobody chose to protect you from but God's word for you tonight is you survived it, and now that you have survived it, you're getting, God's getting ready to use it to turn your life around. Slip your arm around your neighbor's shoulder real quick, pat him and say, God's getting ready to turn that thing around. I wonder, is there anybody here at War Week that's ready to reverse that curse? I wonder is there anybody here that's ready to tear down generational curses? I wonder, is there anybody here that wants to be the first millionaire in your family? I want to know if there's any anybody here that's going to be the first one in your family to graduate with a PhD. I want to know is there anybody here tonight that's going to be the first one to turn your whole life around and you don't mind being an original. <laughs> Lay your hand on yourself and say I'm original. And hey, y'all that's 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 the story of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was an original. That's that's why I picked Hezekiah to talk to you about. uh, It's not a popular scripture, but it's a powerful scripture. And I wanted to share with you because Hezekiah was a game changer. Hezekiah was was an original. And and, and he didn't mind being different. He didn't mind being peculiar. He didn't mind people talking about him. He didn't mind being ostracized because, number one, he knew who he was. Let me tell you something. Part of being secure is knowing who you are in Christ. And and that's why having a vertical relationship is so important because the horizontal beam of the cross hangs on the vertical. The vertical doesn't hang on the horizontal. The horizontal hangs on the vertical. So, so if you want things to go well horizontally in your life, you got to fall and line your life up with the God that loves you. You will never know how to accept people and how people ought to treat you. You'll never know what love is really supposed to be like until you fall in love with the one that, that, that gave his only begotten son who died on the cross for your sins. For you to be and I to be where we are right now. And that's what Hezekiah had to discover. He he had to discover that it's all right to be different. Hezekiah, y'all, was set in power by by grace. He, He represents the fifth generation of kingship in his family. But here's the thing. He had to overcome the sins of four generations of leadership before him. And some of you are wondering why it's been so hard for you. Uh, It's because you've been fighting more than one generation of dysfunction. Um, Hezekiah had to overcome his dad's sin because his dad burned incense to false gods. He had to overcome his grandfather's sin because his grandfather never went to church. And as a result, uh, the people that he served were corrupt. He had to overcome his great grandfather's sin Because his great-grandfather disrespected the temple of God and the priesthood by burning incense on the altar, which was a priestly duty. Uh, And then he had to overcome his great-great-grandfather's sin, who disrespected God and his prophets. Now, that's a whole lot of sin to overcome, right? But Hezekiah was different. Everybody say, he was different. Come on, I need you to talk to me. Say, he was different. He saw the disobedience of his forefathers and what it did to the generations of his kindred. And Hezekiah made a decision. He said, you know what? The devil is not going to have my family anymore. He, he made a decision. He looked at everything in his generational bloodline. And I don't care what it is tonight, maybe it's molestation, maybe it's alcoholism, maybe it's a drug problem, maybe, maybe, maybe it's emotional instability, maybe it's insecurity, maybe, maybe, maybe you've never never seen, seen the right way that a man ought to treat a woman or a woman ought to treat a man. But, but whatever it is that's down there, way down there, that we don't like talking about, but we got to talk about it because church is the place where we get to leave it all on the altar. We started with an altar tonight and we're going to end with an altar tonight because church is the place where you're supposed to leave it all at the altar. Let me tell you something. Any church experience and you don't get to come to the altar and you don't get to leave it all at the altar is a church experience that has not given you the opportunity to be fully cleansed. And I don't care what it is you might be battling tonight, but the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that you are in the right place tonight because we are going to leave it all at the altar altar. Hezekiah said, listen, no more. He said, the buck's going to stop right here. And the Bible says he took over at 25, critical age. He was a millennial, (laughs) a game changer. And not only did he honor God, but he established himself as a leader by restoring credibility to the temple of God. And around verse 10, it says that it was in his heart, To make a covenant to the Lord. So Hezekiah shows us that in order to break generational curses off of your family, you can't be scared to be different. You got to dare to be different. You got to do something purposeful with your life, even if you don't get the popularity you've been looking for. And you want to know why we struggle with that? Because many many of us, we prioritize popularity over purpose. We'd rather be in the in crowd knowing That they're going in the wrong direction, than to be all by ourselves going in the right direction. But how many of you know? I'd rather be all by myself with God than to be in a company full of people whose boats are sinking. Do I have a witness here? Do I got anybody in here that loves God like that? And you say, you know what? For God I'll live, and for God I'll die. He opens the doors of the church, and the Bible says he starts making all these repairs, and he makes this declaration. He says, "Listen, I want y'all to sanctify yourselves and get the rubbish." He said. I I want you to get all the trash out of your life. And when God saw that Hezekiah was serious about his assignment and that the curse of his family for generations was getting ready to be broken because of one man's obedience. Can I tell you how God turned this thing around for Hezekiah? Uh, God said, listen, I tell you what, uh, because you understand your anointing, I'm going to bless your life. Now, now, this is a trip because Hezekiah was a king, but he didn't let his kingship go to his head. He was a king, but he honored the office of the priests. He wasn't going to mess up like his fathers and his forefathers by overstepping his boundaries. And the reason his forefathers kept getting it wrong was because they kept doing things that they had not been consecrated and anointed to do. Y'all, we're living in a generation right now that doesn't understand boundaries. We, 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 don't, we don't know how to set limits on ourselves and hold ourselves responsible for things. Let me tell you something. There, there comes a time in your life where you're going to have to set yourself some boundaries. You're going to have to tell yourself, you know what, I'm only going so far, and then I'm going to draw the line right here. And then when I get tempted or get out, when, I, when I get offered the opportunity to step over in that line, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that we can't be friends. But it's just certain lines I'm just not going to cross. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, it's always better for you to set a boundary for yourself than for God to have to snatch you out of something you never should have been in. And see, what we do is we go, <laughs> we go, and we have to pray damage control repairs. And, and we, we have to pray damage control prayers because we fail to set boundaries in our lives. But search somebody real quick and tell them it's okay for you to set boundaries. It's okay. Come on, talk to them. Tell them It's okay. It's okay. Listen, listen, he stationed these Levites. The Bible says he stationed these Levites and and he placed them and made provisions for their gifts. But he did it all according to the instructions of Nathan because he realized that he had to be in obedience and he had to be in compliance. Listen, if you do what God has assigned your hand to do and don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Let me tell you something. If you focus on being the best you that you can possibly be. And get your eyes off of what God is doing with everybody else. Listen, you're going to discover that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Can I tell you my testimony tonight? My testimony is my favorite preacher is T.D. Jakes. He's my favorite preacher. That's my favorite preacher. Somebody here love him like I do. But guess what? I don't preach like T.D. Jakes. I don't preach like Creflo Dollar. Amen. And God knows I can't preach like Pastor Devin but I'm the baddest David Johnson God ever made, you know? (laughs) And when you know who you are, then you don't have to make comparisons to anybody else. But you can stand up and say, Lord, you know, I thank you for making me me. I thank you because there's nobody else like me anywhere in the earth. And everybody else has to take a back seat to my originality because of you made me who I am. See, that's the problem. We don't talk to, we don't, we don't appreciate that because we don't love on ourselves enough. So let me tell you something. Give yourself a hug right now. Wrap your arms around yourself and remind yourself of who you are come on y'all ain't doing it I need to see you do it wrap your arms around yourself and thank God for who he made you now give yourself a shout tonight come on give yourself a shout tonight and many of us can't get blessed uh, because we keep getting in our own way watch this Hezekiah was obedient And because he was obedient, God blessed his obedience. But let me tell you something else about Hezekiah. He set up the altar as a sacrifice, as the birthing place of praise. You see, around verse 27 of that text, Nathan had already prophesied that Hezekiah's generation would be the people who would praise God passionately and praise God intensely. And Hezekiah aligned himself with that prophetic word. He he gave them everything that they needed. They they had the band of life, kind of like kind of like this band uh, that was in here tonight. I mean, they had cymbals. They had string instruments. They had a full horn section. I'm about to call all of them back in just a second. You, now, now, uh, <laughs> y'all don't have to praise them. But if you don't, this is what Hezekiah said. Now, I'm going to give you all the instruments, all of it. He said, now you don't have to praise him, but if you don't, it won't be because you didn't have what you needed to give God his full glory. Hezekiah said, look, I'm responsible for the resources, but y'all are responsible for the atmosphere. It's kind of like me preaching tonight. I'm responsible for giving you the word. You're responsible for receiving the word. So I'm responsible for, 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 for initiating the atmosphere, but you're the game changer that's going to set the atmosphere. Now, let me tell you something. If you can't shout for yourself, you ought to be uh, selfless enough to praise God because this praise tonight that you're going to give God is going to bring your sister or your brother through next to you and you don't even know it. And Hezekiah said, listen, if God hasn't done anything for you, then you can just go ahead and sit there. He says, but for the rest of us that know that what God has done has changed our lives forever. We're going to set the atmosphere in here tonight. He says, we're going to be some game changers. And, and the Bible says that when the burnt offering began, they began to sing the song of the Lord. See, until the aroma of sacrifice reaches the nostrils of God, y'all, the song of the Lord cannot be released. The song of the Lord is the song sang by the angelic aggregation into the ear of the believer. And if you want God to give you a song that will bless you and will bless the lives of the believers, you got to put something significant on the altar. See, God doesn't give worship to people who don't bring him their sincerity. See, you can be fake with everybody else, but with God, that doesn't work because with God you got to come to him authentic you got to come to him true and somebody asks how do I come to God you come to him real and you say God this is what I'm dealing with this is where I am and you know all about me you know about my family you know what I've had to overcome you know what I had to go through in my life in order to be and God you got to speak to him with anticipation you got to say God I have dreams that have been planted in my heart by you I have things in my life that I want to accomplish because of you I want my life to give you glory as I live and as I matriculate throughout this earth. I don't want to live and be purposeless. I want to live and be purposeful. Do I got anybody in here that wants your life to be purposeful? If you want your life to be purposeful, put your notes down, throw your hands up, and just say, God, I thank you for making me a person of purpose. Come on, all over this building right now, just lift your hands and worship God right there in your chair. You don't even have to leave your chair, but in your chair just worship God because why Watch this as you worship him he's gonna be changing your whole atmosphere what are you holding on to what are you holding on to that you should be letting go of tonight come on I, w- I want to see if we can put this into practice because God wants us to change some some generational curses tonight right in your seat you are gonna pray some prayers that is gonna set your whole family free your sister and your brother may not have made this trip but your worship is gonna change everything that's happening in their life While you're praising him here, God's going to be working some stuff for you back at home. He's going to be changing some things so that when you go home, that the things that you left are going to be different when you get back home. Even if you're in this city, by the time you get home, I speak that by the time you get home tonight, things are going to change in your life. And the Bible says that they praised and they praised. Come on, we're going to demonstrate this tonight. They praised and they praised. They praised so hard are hard until the atmosphere begin to change. They begin to tell God how much they love him. And even while I'm talking to this, even if, I want you to just put your notes down. And even while I'm saying this, if you want to come to this altar and get prayed for tonight, I want to pray for you right here tonight because as you leave everything on the altar, God's going to change your whole family. He's going to change your whole life. I don't know who that's for. I thank you, but I see about five or six coming. But as they come, I want the rest of you to just stretch your hands this way and start praying for them because this is going to be an altar tonight yes I I surrender all to you come on let's change this atmosphere come on this won't work tonight on minimum participation this is not going to work on minimum participation I need everybody I need everybody I need everybody. Come on. We're going to change this atmosphere tonight. The Bible says they worship God. They worship God. Come on, right there, right there. Come on, come on. Come on, I want you to cry out to God. If there are ministers here, you want you to start praying. Come on, just go through this altar and start praying. Now listen, when Hezekiah called for the cymbals and when he called for the instruments, the Bible says they started worshiping and praising God. How long did they do it? They worshiped and they praised God until the entire burnt offering was finished. What does that mean? They kept praising God until they got to a place of purification. And that's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to lay on this altar and I want you to ask God, God, purify my life. I want you to, I want you to praise God until you're convinced that it's all right to be peculiar. I want you to worship God until you're convinced that it's all right to be different, that it's all right to be original. Because as you lay before this altar, God is changing your heart. And if your praise bothers somebody, then, 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 then they don't understand that you got a lot on the altar tonight. And for somebody that just doesn't understand what you got on the altar tonight, I need you to be a game changer. And as you worship tonight, I promise you, this is gonna break generations of curses off of your family. Alcoholism may have had your father, but it won't have you. Drugs may have had your mother, but they won't have you. Incest may have crept its way into your family, but it will not define you. You may have been a victim in the past, but God is going to recycle that pain. Come on, leave it on the altar right now. I give you all of me. Come on, pray for your sister. Pray for your brother. Come on ministers, come on, pray for them. Come on, pray for their dreams. Pray for their dreams and their goals. We're in a room full of originals. Father, I thank you right now because this is an altar full of your game changers. God, I thank you because this altar is full of your children that have the anointing of Hezekiah. I thank you right now because this altar, God, has the courage to stand up to the sins of multiple generations in their life. Thank you, God, that after, after this war week is over, and God, we're warring for our families, we're warring for our children's minds, we're warring, God, because We don't want the enemy to take over their minds. We ask that you will purify their minds right now in the name of Jesus. God, some of them are crying out on their faces right now. They're crying out, they're seeking affirmation in so many areas. But Father, I thank you tonight that their affirmation, their true affirmation is gonna come from you. God, thank you for sanctifying them. This is an altar where sin is being purged off of them, even right now. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, God, that they have so much originality that they never have to doubt who you have called them and created them to be. God, I thank you for every child of purpose right now. I thank you for every child of destiny right now. God, I, I speak right now because there are engineers at this altar, there are politicians at this altar, there are athletes at this altar, oh God. There are ministers and preachers at this altar. God, I thank you right now because there are young journalists at this altar. God, even their dreams and their destinies, I speak to right now. I release the game changer anointing over their life in the name of Jesus. Everything that happened in their past is now canceled. And we speak to their future right now. We thank you, God, that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So all across this altar right now, we dispatch your ministering angels to guard and protect their minds We dispatch your ministering angels to speak to them in the nighttime. We come against peer pressure right now. We come against the tactics of the enemy. Thank you, God, right now, that even as they pour out to you, as they lay it down on the altar, God, make this serious to them change the pattern of their behavior right now. You're correcting attitudes. You're opening up lines of communication between parents and children. You're, you're removing the hindrances and the blockages that have, co- that have caused walls and barriers to be in their lives. God, I thank you right now that trust is being restored. At this altar, God, I thank you, God, that trust is being restored. For that child that lost trust and faith because of what they were exposed to that they were never supposed to be exposed to, I thank you right now that this altar is purifying their hearts. And after tonight, God, we'll never be the same. (laughs) We'll never be the same. 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 While you're on your knees, I want you to lift your hands and rear your voice way back. Lift your hands, close your eyes, and rear your hands way back and just ask God, come into your life tonight, right where you are. Come on, come on. Thank you for listening to this special podcast from War Week 2017.